Hello, it's Sarah Shaw here with another episode of Get a Street Smart MBA. And I'm really looking forward to speaking to Maria today. And she started a company called People of the Sun. And it's a nonprofit social enterprise that's been based in Malawi, Africa. And she, they mobilize rural and urban informal artisans. Um, inside in, in Africa to uh, help raise the profile of locally made furniture and home accessories. And they sell it on a national and international level. And she helps to create economic, social, and cultural value in this country while lifting the artisans out of poverty. And this is so cool. And I read about her and just needed to talk to her. And their mission is to create opportunities for these low-income low artisans so that they can build sustainable businesses. And she was inspired by their indigenous knowledge and traditions. And so she realized that eventually she could help reduce poverty through international trade and selling their products online. So Maria, thank you so much for joining me. I'm really looking forward to talking to you. Oh, hi, thank you so much as well. I'm looking so forward too. Great. Well, so I wanted to just start, you know, with how you came up with the idea for People of the Sun. You know, were you traveling? Um, were you living in Malawi? I mean, how, how did you even come up with this amazing idea? So I had never been to Malawi or Africa altogether before, ever. <laughs> I used to work as an architect for high-end residential, and I used to live in London. And uh, I came across the South African NGO who came to London and with the British Council, they were looking for someone to go to Zimbabwe and uh, work with 2,000 basket weavers and do a marketing plan for them. So when I read about that, I thought, wow, this would be such an exciting thing to do. And I applied and I heard back positively, so... I thought, wow, great. I <laughs> went there, and uh, suddenly there I was in Africa, in Zimbabwe, in a village in the middle of nowhere, under the sun, surrounded by artisans. And uh, this is how it all started. Uh, so did you, just, you started, uh, sorry, we just want to ask a quick question. So you started just with the baskets in the beginning? Because that's yeah, so what this you was like. not People of the Sun. This was the inspiration. So I joined sure. the program. Was I joined the South African NGO for two weeks. I came there as a consultant to make this marketing uh, plan for these uh, basket weavers. Uh, but automatically I stayed with them for two weeks. And I totally loved everything about it. It was extremely fulfilling on a personal level. And then I totally thought that I can do this. Because these women, they had amazing skills, like super nice skills, but they all lived in poverty. And the problem was that uh, their products, they lacked design, they lacked attention to detail, to quality, they lacked innovation, and they also don't know where the markets are. Mm. So I thought that I could really fill in this gap. I felt it was easy. And also at the same time, the Western markets, they're really looking for products that are handmade, they're made by artisans, they're products that give back. So that's how the whole idea started. 
<laughs> and uh, after Zimbabwe, I, through some research, I found uh, Malawi is a neighboring country. It's uh, considered the warm heart of Africa. It has been a very peaceful country through the years. There was no one else working with artisans on a big scale. So I thought, okay, that's the perfect place to be. And uh, that's how it all started. That's how people of the sun started to come together as an idea. And, and I know, <laughs> so amazing. I, I love your website yeah. because it's so colorful. And oh, so I know, I know that you've since moved back, moved to the Netherlands, not back. You're originally from Greece, but that you moved to the, when did you move to the Netherlands? To the Netherlands, uh, I just moved uh, last year. But uh, okay. before that, I stayed for uh, five years in Malawi, where I had to build up People of the Sun. Because when sure. I arrived in Malawi, of course, there was nothing. There were no artisan groups. There was not a single artisan group. So I started to find scattered artisans and putting them together. Also, when I arrived in Malawi, I didn't know anybody. So I started with a local market. And uh, I went there, I started to meet uh, stall owners, and I was asking them, I was picking uh, nice products, and I was asking them to introduce me to the artisans. Most of them, they would say, no, sorry, we can't do that. But uh, finally, one person, I remember also his name, Mr. Binya, he was super sweet, and he started to call up the artisans, and they were coming to meet me. And then we would drive to their villages, and that's how I started to map artisans. And until I finally found the ones that were clicked. And once you find one, then slowly, slowly you grow. Like I remember I found one basket weaver. He took me to his friend. We became two. We became three. Slowly, slowly, slowly. Now we are 120 basket weavers. Wow. And so let's talk about the basket weavers for a minute because I, I, I know on your site there's very distinct distinct differences in the style and the design in the baskets that, that I can see on your website. And so when you worked with, as working with these basket weavers, do you, as part of, as part of I guess what I'm saying is being the you know, manager and the owner of the company and sort of, you know, you headed up, you originally went there to head up the marketing, right, and show them what to do. Do you help them with the design? Like, do you, or, and do you look at what's trending in, in the world right now as far as colors or style or shape of, ba of baskets? And do you give them direction or do you just let them do their thing and you just sell whatever they make? Uh, no, we definitely, I would say, co-design the products because they have the skill and they have the know-how, but uh, because we sell in the West, they don't know how we live in the West and they don't know what the market wants. So we mm -hmm. definitely design together, but it's like a dialogue. So I will come up maybe with the main idea, then they will throw in some other ideas. We will start prototyping because every product, Sometimes it takes like 10, 15 prototypes until we are all happy with it. And uh, that's how ideas come to life. So in the end, it's definitely a collaboration, I would say, between me and the artisans. I love that. I mean, they're so <laughs> distinctly what, – what I love about the look of all the products you have is they're 
you can you can tell that they've all been made by artisans or it looks like it to me maybe it's my trained eye i don't know but but that <laughs> that and you can tell they've been made outside of america right and yet yeah. they have this modern um appeal that is so fresh and different looking um you know when i when i saw your when i first saw the website um that's what really grabbed my attention was um, was the was your photos on the home page and and the women um, riding their bicycles you know with with the products and all these men with you know carrying all the stuff on the back of their bikes and it looks so it makes it so real you know and that you have pictures and photos of the artisans and they look so proud of what they're doing that it just makes you smile you know when you see it. Um, so I, anyway, I commend you on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, but it, also the artisans. Just... I think they are all really, really happy. And because traditionally, being an artisan in Malawi is not something particularly cool. It's considered mm. to be low class level. Low class. I see. Uh, but yeah, but I think uh, through design, they're all um, you know they don't see it like that anymore. And also they see all the economic returns that they get because all their income, it has uh, increased a lot. Everybody has tripled, uh, quadrupled. They all start to improve their livelihoods. Their kids go to better school. They have better health care. They have better homes. So Mm -hmm. also in the village, that's a nice thing. People are starting to respect them. And they don't say, oh, that's an artisan. They say, oh, wow, he's an artisan. And they're all very, very proud now which is so nice to see. That's so great. And they're so talented and, people. Yeah, I, I can tell. I mean, it's really amazing. <laughs> and, and so what's your part? So now that you're not living there, how do you, how do you work with them? Do you, go, are you, do you go there once or twice a year to work with them in person, or do you guys work by Internet, or how does that work? So there is, uh, over time, of course, while I was in Malawi, we built a management team. And uh, there is a country director, there is a production manager, like the whole team of people of the sun because our base is there. Mm -hmm. And uh, they follow up very close all the production, uh, the well-being of the artisans. uh, And we are definitely in touch all the time. There is WhatsApp, which which helps so much. We have everything on the cloud so we can access everything from everywhere. Uh, we work with seven different artisan groups. So we work with basket weavers, with cane weavers, wood carvers, glass cutters, paper makers, uh, painters. And uh, the leader of every group has a smartphone. And we have a group chat so we can all be in touch all the time. Uh, the team from Malawi, they have field visits every week. So, oh. It's okay. It's happening. It's okay, I think, yeah. these days to manage something from abroad. There's a lot yeah. of work, of course, and sometimes stress, but uh, it can happen, yes, because sure. of technology. Sure, of course. And and so t- let's talk a little bit about um, the glass jars. And I'm going to let you say what the name is because I know I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> is it? Is it Blanchard? It's the Blantar Jar. Okay. And so Blantar. Blantar is the name of the city. Okay, got it. 
because um, they're beautiful. And for everybody listening, they look like wine bottles cut off and with these amazing wood-carved stoppers. Can you talk about these a little bit and how these are made? So the Blunder Jar is also our bestseller and also an award-winning product. And uh, how it all started, I was walking in the street and I saw somebody selling these tumblers and I really, really liked them. So I asked them, does he make them? Does he buy them? I thought maybe there is a glass factory. And he said, no, no, no. It's just I collect uh, wine bottles and I cut them in my workshop. And I totally loved the story. I said, okay, but uh, we can't sell, of course, cut wine bottles because everybody can cut a wine bottle. It doesn't need to come all the way from Malawi, but how can we add value? So that's how the jar started to come to life. So then I found someone a group that would uh, make the lead. So we started to design different leads, and uh, the whole lead has been designed on how you place your hand on top of the lead and how you lift it, the weight of the wood. Then we said we would have to put packaging to make it look more luxurious. I went to the factory to place packaging orders, but then the factories, they cannot do anything for less than 1,000 pieces. So that was not possible because everything is a different size. So we said, okay, we will do handmade boxes, which actually was even better. And we started to collect paper offcuts and uh, use cardboard boxes, and that's how the packaging is made. So the whole story of this product is really, really unique and very special. Yeah, they're gorgeous. I mean, Everybody, you have to go see these because they, <laughs> each lid is just um, a work of art, you know, and it, there's um, six different styles, and they just, you can really see kind of what goes, goes with your personal decor, and, um, and I just find it, to, to me, those were the things that, this was the item that really caught my eye. You know, I love the baskets, but baskets, to me, personally, aren't the same as something that, um, you know, has, has that personal feel. To me, these feel like they're um, just so unique and different that you could buy it as a gift for somebody in America and they'd be blown away because they've never seen anything like it, you know. And, and for people yeah. who collect baskets and use lots of baskets in their home, um, you know, they're so amazing because they're, they have that, attention to detail that, you know, here when you go buy a basket, it's pretty plain, um, you know, in, in a big store or something in America. It's just not the same at all. Um, and they just look amazing. So, so what I wanted to ask you next was, so how, so you guys collaborate on the ideas, you know, maybe you bring them some trending ideas and they bring, you know, you guys work on those together. But then how do you market the company? Because I know that that's what you originally went to Africa for. And so how do you market <laughs> this company? <laughs> Share some of your tips. So, uh, of course, working with press helps so much because that's also when I first started uh, People of the Sun, I immediately emailed uh, editors from magazines, even though I didn't know them and they didn't know me. They really liked the story, so they started to write about People of the Sun. And that just helps so much because it's free press. You don't, and 
it's amazing, really amazing, because people start to hear about the story. Uh, then as we started to grow, we, and we had stock, because you need to have also capacity, we started to go to trade first. And because we mainly do wholesale, going to trade first is really, really important. That's where you meet most of your clients. Mm. And where do you do the trade shows? So we do America. Uh, we just finished now in September in New York now. Uh, and which, really which cool. particulars do you go to, like the gift shows or? In New York like now we go to the artisan resource. So it's the section where it's all artisan-made products from around the world. But is that at the New York gift show? Uh, yeah, it's called New York Now. It's called the no, show. Oh, yeah, it's every, it was yeah. at the end of August and there is another yeah. one in February. Exactly. It used to be called the New York Gift Show, and now it's called New York Now. Yeah. Yeah, so that's great because you meet so many buyers. And in America, you have small shops, you have big shops. It's a great market, America, for sure. How many stores do you sell to in America now? Uh, we sell to quite a few small shops, but uh, we also sell to CP2. He's one of our best buyers. And it's a very large store, and so that's so so good for us because they give big orders and continuous orders. So mm. this really helps us to build capacity, build, uh, have more artisans because the more artisans we work with, the more we help also the economy of Malawi. Sure, of course. Um, and and do most is most of your are most of your sales your wholesale sales in the U.S., or do you also sell in other parts of the world? Uh, we sell all over the world. In the U.S., we've built it up a lot uh, because shipping to the U.S. is, for some reason, a bit easier. There are very good routes to America, and you can ship easily small uh, parcels, big parcels, containers. Everything is very easy for America. For some mm-hmm. countries, it's not as simple because it's not such a great route or a popular route. So maybe shipping is extremely expensive, so that's a problem for the buyer. Mm. Uh, But we do sell products um, in Europe, like in Sweden, in Spain, in Italy, in the Netherlands, uh, in England, Germany, uh, Greece. Then in Asia, we do a lot of Dubai. these kind of countries, and we constantly, of course, and they look for new countries. Sure, of course. And do you do trade shows in other countries or only in the U.S.? So in Europe, we are doing Maison Objet. This is the main trade fair, yes. which is in France. Right. And yeah, that just so happened, So that's how right? we are planning to build up, sorry? And Maison d'Objet just happened, right? Last month? Yeah, so it's happening pretty much. They're back-to-back. So it's first New York now, end of August, and then it's Maison Objet. And then again, they are in January and February. Right. Um, And then do you depend on social media at all? Uh, Yeah, we do a lot of social media. I think now Facebook not so much, but a lot of Instagram. And uh, Mm -hmm. I also noticed that a lot of people... Even shops, they find us a lot through Instagram because we also receive a lot of queries. 
either through Instagram, through a message, or they say, oh, I saw this lovely photo on Instagram. Can you send us your catalog? Mm. Great. uh, Yeah, so that's great. So I think we use Um, a lot of traditional routes for marketing. We haven't done something very special or unique. But as we grow our production, I think we need to definitely improve also our marketing, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's um, – and, and do, you sell, do you sell a lot on your website, or do you just mo- – you said most of it is uh, wholesale? Well, most of it has been wholesale, but we now started also the eShop, and uh, it's getting uh, stronger and stronger. The eShop, I noticed mm-hmm. that it needs a lot of marketing. Without marketing, uh, it doesn't uh, go as well, because, of course, sure. who knows you? You need to push it. So that's the plan also. That's part of our strategy for next year, to build yeah. up our eShop. Sure. Um, and then, um, so now you've just start open. You told me you opened a store um, in The Hague in in the Netherlands, uh, where you live, which is about thirty minutes from Amsterdam. And so no, we didn't how, open a store. We have a warehouse. A warehouse. Okay, so you don't sell out of your warehouse. Uh, we haven't advertised at the moment to sell out of our warehouse, but one of the biggest challenges that we've had is that, for example, one shop, they want to buy 10 chairs from us. It's impossible to sell 10 chairs because logistics just don't work. You will have to ship either a container or it just doesn't work because uh, the volumes are high, the volumetrics of each product. It becomes sure. very expensive for someone to buy such a small quantity. So that's why now that I am in Europe, we ship our own containers, and then we can distribute smaller quantities directly to our buyers. So if somebody wants so, 20 chairs, they can buy 20 chairs, and another one can buy five, another one can buy 16 baskets. It's not a problem I at see. all. I see. So, so you do your own containers from Africa to Europe. And then within Europe, yeah. it's much easier to do your own distribution or to distribute exactly. to America. And do you, exactly. do, you send, um, do you send your containers to America? And do you have a warehouse yeah, here so the, well? No, we ship directly. So in America, because some of our clients are big, uh, they can get a container directly. So that helps Got a lot. It. Sure. But what about for the small so stores? America is supplied America. directly from – sorry? I was going to say, what about the small the small stores that order from you in America? Unfortunately, the small stores that we can only supply them with the small products that we can send with some uh, couriers that give us uh, good prices. So we can uh, sell them only the planter jars, the sleeping animals, some animal wood carvings that we have that go on the wall that are really fun. But we cannot supply them the bigger items. So this is a no challenge that we have at the moment. Right. Yeah. I understand. Um, right. And for the big stores, it's easy because they have containers coming all the time anyway from all over the world. And they can just yes, put, exactly. put it. And, and they just yeah. take it and they do their own shipping. Exactly. Um, and also when, you, when I started People of the Sun, for example, I was dreaming of all these small boutique shops. But when you start to work, you realize that all these small orders 
are very complicated and the best yeah. orders are the big orders of course working with the big stores these uh yeah requires less manpower right of course it's much easier <laughs> much easier packing yeah. one container than 30 boxes yes of course i know, i totally get it um so so what's what it what's next for for people of the sun like what what are do you have anything um big coming down the pipeline or are you guys creating any new products what, what's next to, to really start to grow the business? Is it your e-commerce that you're going to really start concentrating on? Yes, I think uh, we need to always work on uh, simultaneously on different elements of people over the sun. Design is definitely very important. Like We constantly need to come up with new designs. Uh, we do collaborate also with designers. Like Of course, at the beginning, I was designing everything, but now as we're growing... Uh, a lot of designers, they want to collaborate with us. And also when we reach out to designers, they're also happy to collaborate with us. So last year we collaborated with a great Dutch designer, Ineke Hans, who designed a series of baskets that can also be side tables uh, mm. that are really, really beautiful. We collaborated, uh, we collaborated with a Japanese designer who transformed the basket into a table which is also quite amazing. Uh, so design, yeah, we always need to develop new designs so we are competitive and fresh because people are always looking for fresh products. Sure. Then uh, we are, yeah. Then uh, for this year, the plan is to build up Europe since we have the base now in The Hague. So yes. we definitely will participate in more trade shows in Europe and get more uh, shops. And also the plan is to build up our e-shop because since yes. now we have a base in Europe, it's very easy to start to ship individual products. It's not a problem. Sure, of course. And um, do, you, do you only sell on your website or do you think that after, like you'll start selling on Amazon or anything in Europe? Or will you just keep it all in-house? Uh, at the moment, this is something I was discussing with someone in America that we were, because now I'm also starting to reach out to people about marketing, because of course I'm not an expert necessarily. So again, now I'm starting to speak to people who specialize in their sector. And yes, yeah, people are recommending Amazon, so I'm starting to look into it. Uh, mm -hmm. So at the moment, I'm just gathering information. Now I need to analyze and speak and move forward. Sure, of course. But um, that's also very important to start to speak with specialists because, of course, you don't know everything and you're not up to date with everything that is happening. So collaborating exactly. is very important. Yeah, of course. And have you guys, have you had to do any Facebook ads or Instagram ads or is it has, has your social media just, sort of been word of mouth and it has and kind of been that uh, totally word of mouth but uh, we did some Facebook ads uh, last year to promote the e-shop and uh, it worked really well so that's why this year we will do it on a regular basis in order to build up the e-shop yeah I, I just you know it's Every people are always asking, you know, do you think you have to do social media, Facebook ads? And I was like, I think you do. You know, it's, um, you know, there's so many websites out there that it's 
you know, you need to, you know, get through the clutter, right, and um, get people to recognize uh, what it is that you're that you're doing and yeah, selling. I and I think it's very difficult to do e-commerce without online advertising. Yeah, really I, agree. I agree. Part of it. Yeah. 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 Well, um, thank you so much. This was really enlightening, and I love hearing how you created this out of just sort of a fluke of going to Africa to help with, a, you know, two weeks of marketing turned into, a, you know, a lifetime of love and to this amazing um, business that you have, People of the Sun. And I just want to thank you again for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was great chatting to you too. Yes. Thank and you. We'll, we'll catch yeah, we'll catch up again. Thanks so much, Maria. Thank you. Bye.